0: You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is Highlights from our weekly service. Let us pray together. As we gather this evening, we pray for those involved in our service tonight. We pray that God will be known to all of us tonight. God bless what is said, bless what is sung, and may our worship be pleasing in your sight. Amen. 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 Welcome everyone to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. The Metropolitan Community Church is an international Christian denomination that is committed to the basic Christian gospel that the love of God is available to all people, and that love is available to you and to me this very evening. It is not dependent on what you've done, it is not dependent on who you are and it is available for all of us this evening. As is our custom, let us spend a few moments in silence, becoming more aware of the presence of God in this place.
1: Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life, And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you mustn't touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, she and also desirable for gaining wisdom, She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realised that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. This is the word of the Lord.
2: A reading from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, We shall not live on bread alone, This is the word of the Lord.
3: Good evening, everyone. You asleep? Good evening, everyone. On Wednesday, we began Lent. Yay! Oh. That's not normally the reaction we get for the beginning of Lent. In fact, take a couple of minutes, and I want you to think of Three words that you would normally associate with Lent. Go on then. Shout them out. What do you think, Lent? Awful? Awful. Thoughtful. Okay. Another one? Sacrifice. <laughs> Another one? Endurance. Endurance. Renewal. Giving. Those are far more spiritual than I expected, apart from the chocolate. Because if we're honest, Lent usually is about self denial, hardship, and if we're really, really honest, misery the longing for Easter. It's the practices that come around Lent and the readings that we have do little to change that idea. On Wednesday, many Christian churches celebrated the service of ashes and many were told, you were dust and unto dust you will return. Nothing to rejoice about there you're going to die. And you're a sinful person, so book up your ideas or else. On face value, today's readings don't really add very much to that either. They appear about the devil tempting us into sin. In Genesis, our perfect relationship with God is ruined because of the temptation of a snake. And in the gospel, no sooner has Jesus been baptised and God speaks from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. And God sends his spirit to fill him. He's led straight out into the desert for 40 days to be tempted. Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. So let's start over genesis we know the story us poor are men are led astray by you evil women wily and susceptible to the promptings of the devil and actually the real reason the real true meaning of that scripture piece is very different there's lots of debate about who wrote the books of genesis and particularly the first five books in the Old Testament. But scholars think that Genesis, and certainly chapters 2 and 3, were written around the time of King Solomon. You know Solomon was the son of King David. And he's remembered very much of being a man of wisdom and real devotion to God. And he built one of the most incredible temples because of his love of God. But actually, if you go to Scripture and go to 1 Kings, we read this. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter. Moabites, Anamnites, Edomites, Sidonians and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites You must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts from God to their God to their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart to after other gods that his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of his father David had been. His first wife was the daughter of the Pharaoh of Egypt, and they worshipped many different gods, some of whom were depicted as snakes, some good, some bad. And so Solomon's advisers wanted to warn him that he was leading his people astray because he was being unfaithful to his God. But they didn't dare tell him. And so they created part of the Genesis story as a warning. It was a warning about a man who didn't listen to God, who wasn't open to what God was teaching. By stark contrast, we have our gospel reading. Jesus, immediately after being baptised and having had that beautiful encounter with God, doesn't want to lose it or have it diluted by everyday trials and problems. Instead, he listens. He goes off into the wilderness to be alone not to face 40 days of temptations by the devil, but to contemplate the calling he has received and the confirmation that he is God's son. He leaves in order to savour the truth and to allow it to transform him and strengthen him for what was to come. Yes, we're told that during this time he's tempted What is the nature of that temptation? Let's think about that and come back to it a little later. At the start of our fourth year at seminary, we were taken on retreat. We were told very little about it until we arrived at Iola Hall in St. Helens. Excitedly, myself and my Seminarians sat down, ready for the welcome talk, expecting a week of luxury, indulgence. Instead, we were told we were going to be going into a week of absolute silence and contemplation of the scriptures. We'd be each given a spiritual guide that we would meet once a day. And other than that, we were not allowed contact with one another, TVs, radios, even books. We were given a Bible and a prayer book and nothing else. The retreat started well. It was a beautiful place, beautiful grounds. I kind of think of myself as being somebody comfortable with myself and not always comfortable with other people. And so I thought it would be a really nice week. That evening, as soon as it started to become dark, I felt a sense of panic, a fear of being isolated, of being alone. And it didn't get any better. By the Wednesday, I'd gone to the director and asked to leave. My spiritual guide begged me to stay and said if I could just stay true, Stay faithful. God was waiting to meet me. Now something happened at that point. Let's just say it wasn't my finest hour and it was deeply embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Just not now. I'm going to save it for our retreat in two weeks' time. So if you're not gone, it's tough. I'd bet over for the retreat. I did stay. And by the end of the week, something really, truly special happened. So powerful was the experience that after I was ordained, I went back every year. I would drive there, part of me anxious and dreading the experience. The other part of me as excited as a small child on Christmas morning, because I knew who I would meet. And that's it. Even knowing that I was going to meet God, I would still experience a choking fear. Why? I believe it's because in the silence, my self-doubts rise up. How could God really love me? What is it that God would ask of me would I be able to say yes or would it be too much am I truly lovable and the deepest fear of all after everything what if God isn't there these are the doubts that are always with me and so we drown them out with filling our lives with people a noise and activity. So maybe we're coming to what temptation really is. It's more than the whispering of a chocolate bar or a glass of wine. It will be slightly different from e- for each one of us, but I think temptation is the avoidance of listening to that deepest set fear that exists within each of us the doubt we're good enough, that we're not lovable, that the mistakes we have made are unforgivable. And ultimately, is God there? The temptations Jesus experienced in the wilderness were the same, exactly the same. Am I really God's son? Am I good enough? Can I trust in God's promises? For me, the real Lenten call isn't to give up things or to do good works. It's to put aside all the distractions of our lives so that we can listen and face our deepest doubts and fears and bring them to God, our mother, or God, our father. And then to hear his reply You are my beloved. Now surely, that's something worth rejoicing about. Let us pray. Let us pray for world leaders. We ask that the Lord give them the insight to move beyond their insecurities and fears and to work to bring about justice and equality for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for Christians everywhere. Let us pray that the Holy Spirit help us understand the inspired word of God, that it becomes a source of unity and healing, rather than division and hurt. Lord, in your mercy, We pray for our Christian church and its leaders. May the Lord bless those she has called to serve her people. May they have the courage to speak out against all teaching and actions that are contrary to the ministry and message of our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those affected by the coronavirus. We ask God's blessing on all those who have lost loved ones. Those who are sick. Those who care for them those who are working on a cure. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our family at Northern Lights. May God's spirit renew us as we seek to follow Christ more closely in our daily lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At the beginning of every month, we light a candle for rainbow Homes and a candle to remember all those affected by HIV and AIDS. We welcome many who flee their countries because of their sexuality and they find a home here. And yet all too often we find that those people who work so hard to make a life for themselves are suddenly taken away because the government moved them to another town, another place. So I'm going to ask Emma to lead us in a prayer for the work of Rainbow Holmes and for all those of our brothers and sisters who are treated unfairly and unjustly as we light the candle.
4: God has bestowed upon us a wonderful and terrible gift that is our human heart. We're so capable of love and compassion but also of great fear. This fear can curdle within us. It can take root. And if we're not careful, it can make a very comfortable home within the hollows of our hearts. Fear can become cruelty. It can become prejudice and bigotry. And ultimately, it can become the very opposite of our heart's purpose. It can become hate. As Christians, we have the benefit of the very best role model for love. We have Jesus. He teaches us to love without fear and to own our loving hearts, teaching others how to do the same. After finding out that one of our friends had been moved unexpectedly, I spent most of yesterday with deep anger in my heart and the hope of retribution clenched quite tightly in my fists. I was alight with vitriol at our government, the racist and abusive immigration policies, the cold and calculating process of moving people around against their will, often without warning or explanation, moving people who've sought safety and refuge here, And then I remembered that I didn't have to sit with this feeling, not on my own. So I turned to God. I turned to our compassionate and beautiful mother who holds us safe and warm in her love. And then I remembered further that my heart is not made for hate. It's not made for anger or for vengeance. God made my warrior heart to love, to love God and to love my neighbor, to know love and to be love. God, in your infinite love and wisdom, please lead us all toward love. Dissolve the bonds that seek to tie us to fear and hate. Allow us to radiate our love out to all. Out to our brothers and sisters who are seeking safety. Out to the very human and fallible hearts of the people that make these decisions to move and disrupt and deny your people safety and harbor. Soften their hearts, Mother, fill them with love and compassion Allow us as a people to give love and safety and compassion to all that need it. Please let us be your hands in the world, all of us. The people who sit in your church pews and the people who sit behind desks at the home office. Show us love, show us mercy that we may inhabit it. Please, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.
3: Let's take a moment to remember our own prayers and intentions. Together with all those in our Book of Intentions, we give them to God as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil.
0: So let us say the grace to one another. May the, May the grace, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ
1: and, and the love of God and the, of God, and and the
2: fellowship, fellowship of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit be with us all, all evermore. evermore. Amen.
0: Amen. Of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Thanks be to God. God. Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media
1: or visit our website northernlightsmcc.org.uk.